0: hey everyone thank you for tuning in to the recommendations for the recently redeemed podcast i'm your host carson hall the college and career pastor here at maysville baptist church i'm so thankful you tuned in today for our recommendations to help you grow in your walk with the lord and i pray they benefit you greatly Hey everyone, welcome back for this week's episode of the Recommendations for the Recently Redeemed Podcast. I'm Carson Hall, your college and career pastor here at Maysville Baptist, as well as your host of the podcast. Today I am joined by a dear friend, Zach Watson. Thank you, Zach, for coming on today. Happy to be here. So, Zach, do you want to... for everybody listening, Zach serves as the staff evangelist here at Maysville Baptist Church. Uh, do you want to give people just a little kind of snippet of what you do here at the church and what your uh, what kind of your job title means?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, as the staff evangelist here at Maysville Baptist Church, I am most often not here. In mm. fact, uh, in the itinerant ministry. By God's grace, I have the opportunity to go from church to church as I'm invited to uh, fill pulpits for pulpit mm. supply, uh, to uh, preach revival services, uh, Bible conferences, mm-hmm. um, various uh, dinners I've been part of. Right. So, so as a staff evangelist, that's primarily what I do is um, I fulfill the role of an itinerant preacher. We also created mm. uh, here at Maysville Baptist Church several months ago Refresh Restore Ministries. Yes. So so I'm the staff evangelist here, but I'm also the founder mm-hmm. and director of Refresh Restore Ministries, which is a ministry, uh, and you can tell how passionate I am about it by looking yes. at me. Um, it's a ministry that seeks to encourage pastors. Right. We live in a, a society where, where pastors are not viewed as positively as they once were, mm. and there's some pitfalls and dangers and struggles. And as a as a as a pastor of 14 years, uh, because I started when I was four years old, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no. Um, no yeah. So it it, it really it, it really gives me that opportunity to to take the experience that I've had over the last 14 years, right, and help guys who are currently in the trenches week to week preaching the gospel faithfully in large towns and small towns, mm. it, it's it's really a joy. And so for anyone who's listening, I would ask that you would pray for us as we seek to encourage these pastors. Yes, yes.
0: So as the staff evangelist, really you work in filling those pulpits and just sharing the gospel uh, here at Maysville as well as here at other churches in the area. Absolutely. And in other states as well. And with mm-hmm. Refresh and Restore, you are, really are a pastor for pastors yeah, in a lot with of ways. that, if you will. Absolutely. So I'm very thankful you were willing to join us today. Thank
1: you, Carson. I'm happy to be here.
0: So uh, in typical fashion, for if anybody's listening in and this is your first time listening, how we will run through is I send questions to these pastors I have on, and my questions for them are, if you could recommend two books of the Bible and one spiritual book, For a new Christian to read in their first one to two years of their Christian life, what would they be? So we'll run through the first, the second biblical book, and then our spiritual book. So, Zach, what was the first book of the Bible you would recommend for a new Christian to read?
1: Knowing that the Bible is comprised of two testaments, Mm. a New Testament and an Old Testament, I wanted to take that approach and, and how I give this advice. Right. Uh, So beginning with a New Testament book, I think that it would be vital for a new believer to read through the gospel of Mark. Mm. Um, I know that uh, there may be many starting points, Mm -hmm. um, but I think this is a great starting point for a new believer. Yes. Primarily because in the first verse of the first chapter, Mark writes, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And then from there on, he is fleshing out that Mm. thought that Jesus is the Son of God. Mm -hmm. And so I chose this book primarily because uh, I think it helps new believers to see the authority of Christ, that he is the Son of God, Mm. And that's, that's vitally important. But, but not only do we see his authority in the gospel of Mark, but we, we see his accessibility, mm. right? I'm a good Baptist preacher. I've got to alliterate. So <laughs> we see his accessibility. Um, you, you see, I think, more clearly in the gospel of Mark than any other gospel account that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ does go into the marketplace, Yes. it goes into the workplace mm-hmm. and and that cost of discipleship in in the culture is great. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so you see that and they need to understand that in mm-hmm. that for in this first year of their faith walk because you and I both know like all believers know uh what we believe is antithetical to the world system. Yes. And so having a, a steady diet of what you read in the gospel account of mark i think is very very profitable
0: yes i i can't agree more uh, and i think it's something that's very true for new christians and it's very easy for a new christian to get discouraged because i know especially in my case when i first came to christ i was like i gotta tell everybody but then what you're telling them is not the popular thing to be telling them. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's important for these new Christians to know what we read in the Word is not popular. But it's okay mm-hmm. to not be popular. It's okay to absolutely be in this kind of realm, if you will, of unpopular opinions. Because you read the Word, and there's so many things that go against what the world is trying to teach us today. But we have the truth mm-hmm. in the Word of God, and that's what we need to stick to and stand firm on. So I think that's a great place to And, start. and, the, and the
1: beauty of this, Carson, is this is our starting point, but we never sway away from where we started. Right? Right. As you read the Gospel of Mark, you will re-read the Gospel of Mark, and you will re-read the Gospel of Mark, and and that's so important for new believers to understand. It's not stepping stones where we mm. go from one book that we master to another book that we master. Right. We are continually learning mm. all sixty-six books of the whole Council of God. Yes. And so and so. To to piggyback on what you said earlier, it's so true. These are lessons that they may learn mm. in their first year as they're reading through the Gospel of Mark, but those lessons will be tested mm. as they grow and mature, mm-hmm. and 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 so they will need to go back. Yes, to the Gospel of Mark. Yes, and and see these um, beautiful themes mm-hmm. is what I'm going to call it.
0: Yeah. I love it, I love it. Uh, I can't think of it a greater thing to say than for me, the Bible is one of the most beautifully written books uh, and because it was ordained by God to be written through men and by his people. And it's one of the, reading the scriptures, you can read, and you've probably experienced this you know, if I had an instance a few months back where I was studying for a Wednesday night Bible study and I read a text and I read a text and I read a text. And I believe we were in James at this point. And I probably read, let's just say, chapter one of James 30 times. And I was like, God, I'm really just not seeing what's going on here. And then snap of a finger, And it's like gears clicked. Mm -hmm. Oh, I get what's going on here. So it's every single time you read, it's almost like you're adding a level in. Mm -hmm. You're adding levels. And for a new Christian, you can read something and say, wow, that was awesome. Come back two months later, read the same thing. I didn't see this the Mm -hmm. first time. And it's a book that keeps... Through the Holy Spirit, revealing itself Absolutely. in different ways. To Absolutely, you.
1: because that's the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. Yes, he he, by God's grace, the Word has been given to us, mm. and and he uses that Word. Yes, and so and so that was really the point I, I wanted to make earlier, is we we don't read the Gospel of Mark in our first year um, as a believer to to master it to graduate from right but it's a good foundation for Mm -hmm. us so we can see his authority we can you know see his accessibility and understand that that yes discipleship is costly but it is worth
0: it yes it is worth it i i love it so we've got the gospel of mark for our first book so where would you recommend a new Christian go for their second book of the Bible? The book of Zephaniah. No, Zephaniah. I'm, kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs>
1: kidding. No, I think that if I were to point a a new believer to the Old Testament, I would take them to the book of Exodus. The reason I think the book of Exodus is is vital for the um, formidable years. Mm. Of the Christian experience, yes, is it gives us a picture of the whole of the Christian experience, right? When I read the book of Exodus, um, and 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 honestly, my reading of the book of Exodus was transformed a couple of years ago by a book um, by W. Blackburn Ross, okay, entitled uh, "The God Who Makes Himself Known: mm. The Missionary Heart of Jesus Christ." Mm. If you read the, the book of Exodus from that perspective, yes. the God who makes himself known, you can take the themes of history. Mm. You can take the, the themes of biography. You can take the themes of, of theology and practicality and see him because mm. that's the goal. And that's what we want right. when we're, we're speaking to new believers. We want them to see God. You and I both know that there are a lot of things Carson that are warring for our attention. Yes. And and as a new believer knowing that there is this gamut, this litany of things that are out there and and in many ways are are seeking in the in the shadows yes to devour them early. Mm. If we can give them a good foundation and they can see God in history. Mm. In theology, in practicality, mm. through the through the narrative of the Exodus, I think that there's a really good foundation laid there that will really help them moving forward. Yes,
0: and I, you know, I am a huge Old Testament guy. I I love the Old Testament. I love the New Testament. I, the Bible as a whole, I love every bit of it. Absolutely. But, and I think that's such a good point, especially for new Christians listening in. There's some people out there today that are discrediting the Old Testament of the mm-hmm. Bible. Absolutely. Saying, hey, we don't need this. But as believers in Christ and as you read through your Bible and having Mark to start in and then going back to Exodus and just saying, okay, I'm seeing some themes here that happened. In Mark, I'm mm-hmm. seeing themes repeated from the Old Testament into the New and back and forth. And I think it's just so important for us as Christians today to say we don't need to single out the Old Testament, we don't need to single out the New Testament, we need it as a whole the whole Word of God. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing as a whole. And I love what you said as. In conversation earlier, it's you get to really walk through almost a picture of the Christian life when you look at Exodus, and it's such a beautiful journey to walk through in Exodus. And I think, you know, the other day we were talking about movies, and mm-hmm. I, as I read the Old Testament, I'm like, man, yeah, this would make a good movie. Yes. And yes. now, if it was done correctly, fully, yes. aligning with the Word of God but i just think the book is so uh, such an amazing book it is an amazing book and uh, it's interesting
1: because there there are some really strange thoughts today that are coming out of academia yes concerning the pentateuch the first 5 books of the mm-hmm. old testament um i think if if we're not careful we will misinterpret right what is rightly given to mm-hmm. us. But as we interpret it correctly, we do see that beautiful picture of the Christian life. And 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 for your for your listeners, I think one of those beauties, mm-hmm. one of those facets of the Christian life that is so powerful to me when I'm reading the book of Exodus yes. is what takes place after the Red Sea experience. Mm-hmm. The Red Sea experience when they passed through
0: Mm -hmm.
1: the Red Sea, that is a beautiful picture of our salvation. Mm. They were in slavery, Yes. so were we. We were in slavery to sin, Mm -hmm. but by God's grace, we have been set free. We passed through the Red Sea, but after passing through the Red Sea, we know those scenes from... Chapter 13 and Mm. 14 and 15 and 16, where they faced various trials and difficulties, and and they had questions and concerns as they were walking toward the promised land. Mm. Those are themes that a believer, not just in their first year of the Christian walk, but from now to eternity— Mm. needs to consider as we as we think through these beautiful pictures. And and I do want to say this, and I I, I, I know that I gave you the disclaimer before we came on air that I am quite wordy. So forgive no, me. No, you go but, right ahead. But one of the beauties of of the gospel of Mark and as we consider the the book of Exodus, Mark gives so many Old Testament references. Mm, mm-hmm. In fact, per capita, he may give more Old Testament references in his gospel than any of the other three. Right. Uh, so, so that bears out what you said earlier. We can't, we can't get rid of the Old Testament. Right. We need it. Mm. In fact, the New Testament is built upon the Old Testament. When you read the Old Testament, you read the Old Testament from the vantage point, of someone's coming yes someone's coming and in the new testament and the gospels mm. we see who that is yes and that's the lord jesus christ come on amen
0: <laughs> i love it i love it i love it so we started in mark now here's here's the question would you recommend starting with mark or start with exodus
1: i would start
0: with mark yes
1: i would start in the gospels mm-hmm. and let those references to the old testament and let those pictures to you know the the authority and the accessibility of the Christian life i would i would let that permeate yes and then i would move to the to the old testament mm-hmm. to exodus yes to fortify yeah. what you've learned let it in permeate the Gospel of and Mark.
0: almost intrigue yeah so you're like Absolutely. Oh, okay you know he's he's alluding to something that happened yes I'm going to go find that next. We
1: always draw parallels. Yes. if Because it's important. It's important.
0: I love it. So started, start with Mark, move to Exodus. So what spiritual book would you recommend for a new Christian kind of to supplement in those biblical books you gave as well? This has to be, in my 14 years of ministry, the most
1: unfair question ever asked of me. <laughs> because... Because Carson, you're asking for one book that right. is so difficult. There are so many books that I would love to recommend, um, but through prayer mm. and thinking through the first year of the Christian walk, I think that Donald S. Whitney's book, "The Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life," mm. would be the would be the book that I would recommend right to a new believer because it gives clear concise information that that really leaps off the page mm. into the heart of the believer when they yes. read it about about spiritual disciplines mm. bible reading worship yes prayer christian fellowship mm. you know these are things that are necessary again not just in the first year but, right but in the 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 entirety of the Christian world. Yes. And and really the emphasis, the focus, is not on happiness. Mm. Now this world, the focus seems to be on how can I be happy? Mm. But when you read Donald Whitney's book, The Spiritual Disciplines of a Christian Life, it's on holiness. Right. It's on godliness. Mm. Um, and, and, and I think that would be a, a really wise choice for for a new believer yeah, to read.
0: I love it. And I think getting a good picture of those disciplines, and I think that's something we all struggle with in our life, is discipline in different areas. Now, some people are going to have a whole lot easier of a time saying, okay, I'm getting up at this time every day reading my Bible. Some people are going to have a hard time with that. But starting as a Christian, getting that habit in. I read a study not too long ago that states if you do something for 21 days, it becomes a habit. And a habit is just another word for a discipline. So as a new Christian, getting started with, okay, I'm going to wake up an hour early every day. I'm going to read my Bible. And you do that for 21 days, and that becomes a habit. You get locked in and... I'm sure you can attest to this if whatever may happen in my life to where that may get pushed off, I just don't feel right in the morning. Like I'm a now, I'm sure anybody that's listening in that knows me, I'm a bit of a coffee nut and I drink probably way too much coffee. I got mine right here. Thank as you very Zach much. Zach raises his cup. Thank you very much. But something about waking up and getting up early in the morning. Doing what you have to do, getting that hot cup of coffee and opening up the word of God. You're waking up your body as you're waking up your soul almost. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's just something about starting your day with getting a little closer to God. Yeah. Is just I it's not there's nothing better in my mind.
1: And I think I think, Carson, the missing link. And one of the reasons I chose this book for a Christian in his first year, mm. or her first year. The more we learn about God, mm. the more we will be drawn to godliness. Yes, The, the, the discipline uh, of godliness, it's, it's not a mere formula. Mm. It's, it's not an equation. Mm. But it's us falling in love with God. Right. That's really the fuel that fuels our bible reading, that fuels our prayer, that fuels our worship if there's something other than that mm. that fuels our Christian discipline. Right. It may not actually be Christian discipline.
0: Right. So we should do it because we want to Absolutely. not because we have to. Absolutely. And I wish I had it here in front of me but we're reading through a uh, book by A.W. Tozer as uh, the pastoral staff here at Maysville called The Knowledge of the Holy. And A.W. Tozer in this past week's chapter we read uh, talks about a fully enraptured heart. And the distinction in that between a fully enraptured heart and an academic mind and thinking we need to all just fall back in love with God. And fall in love with growing closer to Him. And I just, I love that idea that we should all strive to have a fully enraptured heart.
1: Absolutely. This is what Jerry Bridges said. Mm. Jerry Bridges said, Godliness is more than Christian character. It covers the totality of the Christian life and provides the foundation upon which Christian character is built.
0: Mm. That's good.
1: That's where we are. Yeah. That's who we are. Mm. That's what we must be.
0: Right. I love it. I love it. So what, and as we come to a close here, if you could give a piece of advice to a new Christian that you wish somebody would have told you in your first one to two years of the Christian faith, what would that be? You know, that's interesting because I I grew up
1: and I'm very grateful for how, God gave common grace mm. in allowing me to be birthed into a family of, of believers. Right. You know, my mom and dad, I tell people that we had a drug problem. <laughs> we were drugged to church every Sunday morning, every <laughs> yeah. Sunday night, every Wednesday. If there was a revival service happening somewhere and it was within driving distance, mm. we were there. And I'm so thankful for that. Right. But as I think about this question and and I consider some, some advice I could give to a new Christian, I think the best advice I could give is there's no substitute mm. for you being part of the local church. Right. There's no substitute. Mm. And I'm so grateful for this podcast. This podcast is not a substitute. Mm-hmm. For being a part of a local vibrant e- expression of God's body, right. right? There's there's no substitute. We 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 love watching videos. That that seems to be the prevailing theme of our generation, mm-hmm. right? We yeah. we love YouTube and all the the videos that we can watch, and there are some great videos um, on various platforms. Mm. And I'm very grateful that we have that resource to hear the word yes. and to see the word but there is no substitute right for being part of the local body mm. um being being a part of a small group mm. you know being with people who you are discipling and who are discipling you yes it's so vital and i think we i think we we must remember that we don't graduate from that right it it's you know it's not something that you'll need for a season but this is the enterprise of God right this is the local church and we're called to be part of his body and by the way Carson you know this but i think it bears saying it's a privilege yes to be part of a local body mm. and so that's really the the advice i would give to a new believer mm-hmm. um don't shy away from from being involved and engaged
0: yes in the local church get plugged in and stay plugged in absolutely yeah absolutely I'm, i love it I, and kind of what you said this podcast is not you know it's not a what what phrase did you it's not a substitute it's not a substitute sure it's a supplement that's right this yes. this podcast is not designed for Hey, listen in, and this is this is going to be your church for the week. Correct. This podcast is meant to help you grow, absolutely, so that you can get more and enjoy more of that fellowship.
1: And let me say this, not to interrupt, but Carson, I want to thank you for your willingness to to want to be supplementary for Mm. the kingdom of God. You encourage me because I see your work. I see the I see the hand of God on you. As you seek not to draw attention to yourself, but attention to to God, mm. to Christ, and so so I want you to hear my heart on that, and I want to say this publicly across the the podcasting platforms <laughs> that that this podcast yeah. is on. I I recognize because I see you, I, I see you, and I, I hear you. God's at work in you. Mm. And I want to thank you for that. Thank you. I want to thank God. Thank you. Absolutely.
0: I greatly appreciate that, brother. Well, I thank you for coming on today. And I hope that for everybody listening, you have been a big encouragement to them just as much as you've been a big encouragement to me in the time I've known you as a fellow under shepherd of the greatest shepherd there ever has been. Amen.
1: We're sheep of his pasture. Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, And. I thank you for coming on today and I hope and pray that these recommendations will help everyone grow in your walk. And just to again, reiterate on what Zach ended on, get plugged in and stay plugged in and that will help you greatly. Amen. So thank you for coming on again today, Zach. Thank you so much, Carson. Thank you all again for tuning in this week. We hope and pray that these recommendations help you grow in your walk with the Lord. For any more information, please visit our website, maizewellbaptist.net, or reach out to me personally at Carsonhall.mbc at gmail.com. Thank you, and I hope you have a blessed day.